From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Scott just DM me on Twitter at KLV1063. Always open for you. Whether I like it or not. Um and we don't have a clip of this, so I can't confirm or deny. But Scott listening to Dan Patrick said there's no reason why the Knicks shouldn't be winning this series. Why is there no respect, Ken? I don't know if Dan Patrick said it. If Dan Patrick did say it, that there's no reason why the Knicks shouldn't be winning this series, then I don't know what Dan Patrick is talking about. I don't know what he's seen. And I know that Ken Levicka, you know, your run-of-the-mill midday host in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. What he says over what Dan Patrick says doesn't mean a damn thing. That said, I'm allowed to question what Dan Patrick thinks he's seen if he indeed, indeed did say that. Because that's just not living in reality. That's living yeah. in hope. I, I don't get right? it. How do you living in, You're living in hope. The one game the Knicks did win in this series it was no Jimmy Butler. Right. It was. It came down to the last five, six minutes, right. and it was a lot of questionable calls. Not even uh, one of the calls. The goal. The not goaltending, but the uh, shot clock violation that the Heat got called for isn't even questionable. It was just dead ass wrong. Yeah, just dead ass <laughs> wrong. Like so, I can't see how if like even if, you're, the, if it was the final three minute report, yeah. it would have read dead ass wrong. <laughs> dead ass wrong. Yeah, dead ass wrong. Somebody's getting a paycheck docked. Like it. It. I can't see how you, even as a Knicks fan, he's somebody that looks through those orange and blue rose-colored glasses, whatever you want to call it, could even deduct that they should be winning the series. Again, They're lucky to have a game. There are, because the Knicks are in this and they're into the second round, there are a lot of national media types that are are analyzing via hope yeah. as opposed to analyzing via their basketball IQ. And it becomes extremely frustrating for Heat fans, much like it's frustrating for Panthers fans because they're going through the same thing with the Maple Leafs. There are a lot of analysts in hockey analyzing via hope with the Maple Leafs. They want the Leafs to win. There's the legacy. It's good for hockey. There are many in the media that come from the New York area. They love the romanticism of that market, that city, having basketball back, a basketball mad city that's had an awful franchise. There's hope involved in what their eyes are seeing hope involved in how they're analyzing as opposed to common sense and it's skewing a lot of rational people's view of what they're seeing on their televisions or in person it, it has to that be has to be what's happening it has to be and also like it's good like here's the thing too when you make it to this level in the playoffs it's not a dock against your team that you're going up against somebody that's better than you like the heat are better than the knicks the Knicks were good enough to make it to this stage. And you need to acknowledge what we were talking about. This is not your your grandma's and grandpa's eight seed. Yeah. Right? This is not your grandma's eight yeah, seed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't. What would my grandma's eight seed look like? I don't uh, even... No, let me go back to, to Michael Jordan days. Eight seeds that they would play. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets, the old Charlotte wrong. Hornets. Um, your Washington Bullets. Yeah. Your grandma and grandpa's eight seed. Those, Those are my, your yeah. grandma and grandpa's eight seed. Oh, they stink. Yeah. They stink. Yeah, they yeah, this isn't that with the Miami Heat, but also on top of that, like there's no shame in the game of being a lesser team in the second round no. and losing. Like the fact that you got here, like for most of my life, the Knicks being in the playoffs was would be an anomaly. Yeah. 
So, yeah, be happy. Celebrate in the streets. Right. Go, go uh, <laughs> kick it on 7th Street right. all the way down to the, the train or whatever you guys do. I mean, have fun. Yeah. But just know that it was an honor that you made it to the stage, and now you're up against a better team. Yeah. I'm not a Knicks fan, but if I was a Knicks fan, I'd want to jump over this desk <laughs> and choke you to death. That's it's the most. 7th Avenue, right? Oh. 7th Avenue. I said 7th Street. Yeah. Seventh Ave. Talking down to me like I'm some sort of subhuman sports fan. Yeah. Who do you think you are? I'm going to speak up. I'm going to speak up for the Knicks fans out there. Stump me out That's all one. Knicks fans do, despite the fact they have a team that has been irrelevant. That's all they do is talk down to people yeah. and act like they deserve something. Again, Knicks fans, Maple Leafs fans, Cub fans, pre-2016, are all the same type of fan. I've been around all of them. Is it so much worse than rubbing it in the face of an opposite team? Like, getting really jacked and excited and saying, yeah, we stuck it to you. Say, hey, that was a good season, man. It was a good season. Be proud it's of yourself. Good, here's here's kind. Yeah. So much worse. Kind. Take an orange slice. <laughs> yeah. Here's an orange so slice and uh, on with you. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and again, the Knicks could win this series, but through three games, and I don't know if Dan Patrick said this or not. I, I don't even know where you'd hear him. I uh, he's on the same time as us, so I obviously can't listen to him. Yeah, I have great respect for him. But if Dan Patrick, who is, I mean, he is the pinnacle, is saying that there's no reason that the Knicks should be down in this series like this, that it doesn't make sense, that there's no reason why the Knicks shouldn't be winning this series, like based on how you saw the Heat start playing Game One Bucks, like, and maybe I'll give the benefit of the doubt to Dan Patrick. Maybe he does just think that the Knicks are are playing below their their threshold. Yeah. So maybe he's more criticizing the Knicks as opposed to the Knicks should be winning this series because they've been outplaying the Heat. Yeah. And- but uh, so so maybe that's it. Maybe we're being a little tough on Dan Patrick. But there's no doubt that there are national media types that are analyzing with hope over what their eyes actually see. Here's the argument for the Knicks. Actually, they should be leading in this series. Game one, let's not forget Jimmy did go down with the ankle injury, and they left Jimmy out there, and the Knicks did absolutely nothing about it, right? So maybe he's saying in that moment, maybe you take advantage of Jimmy, you put him in some pick-and-roll action on the defensive side of the ball, you actually don't face guard him in the corner as if he's some kind of three-point threat. Yeah. Like, maybe they play their cards right, they could have stole game one, and then game two, no Jimmy. They should, So maybe they should be up 2-1, but again, at the end of the day, the Heat – the reason why the Heat are leading and the reason why they're in the driver's seat and about to go probably up 3-1 tonight if they can get that win at home is because they're just a better team. Yeah. They're a better coach team. They have the better superstar. Yeah. They might not be the better before. team throughout the course of this seven-game series. Yeah. And, oh, Ken's hedging. No, because it, it's been three games. Yeah, right? yeah. And they let game two get away from them as shorthanded as they were. So I, I still think the Knicks have an awful lot of talent. You never know what Julius Randle you're going to get. Uh, Jalen Brunson, I have the utmost respect for. You're really I love being him careful. You're being really I'm being careful, careful about I am I being careful. Why. That said, through three games, there is no denying who the best team has been. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is unquestionable. Through three games, there's no denying who's been the better team between the Heat and the Knicks. All right, Robert Salah's getting impatient. He's getting very impatient. Um, uh, Robert, could you could you lead us in to our Dog Bleep Monday, please, Coach? Um, dog. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, I want to start with something I could not believe. I did not hear it in real time. I could not believe social media. I thought that it was a hoax. I thought it was a joke on Saturday. I was leaving 
my girls' dance recital on Saturday. Shout out Simply Inspired. Addie Leah did a great job. I was part of a daddy-daughter dance. How about that? Mm. Maybe, just maybe, I'll put some of that on social media later today or tomorrow. Broke out some moves. I sure did. I tell you what, though, I was stiffer than Queen Elizabeth over the weekend. Mm. Oh, she's stiff. She is stiff. Rigor mortis has set in, and I, I'm stiff. Yeah. All right, so, so uh, Jalen Rose at halftime on the Knicks halftime show on ABC on Saturday. His analysis of the first half to explain why the Knicks were down 14 at halftime, I want you to listen to a man who played the sport at its highest level, the college sport at its highest level, and has been an analyst for well over a decade at this point. Here is Jalen Rose on national television saying this. Yes, this was the Knicks problem in the first half against the Heat. It was nine. That's been a difference. And also, to you guys' point, Jimmy Butler, the best player for the Miami Heat, got off to a re- really good start. And Max Struess as well. We talk so much about the nightlife and joke about it in Miami. But also, as a role, when you're the role team, you got to pay attention to that weather and that heat because it causes your muscles to have a little endurance. Uh, it affects the endurance of your muscles and causes tiredness. So if you notice, the Knicks in particular are making shots in the paint, but they're missing shots outside of the paint, in particular from three. Well, clearly, hey, South Beach is your favorite place. What in the hell <laughs> is Jalen Rose talking about? How could that be a rational thought that comes out of someone's frontal cortex and then through your vocal cords and out your mouth in a communicative manner on national American television. Mm, mm, mm. Jalen Rose, your ears did not deceive you, said the Knicks were struggling in the first half Saturday because it was too hot outside. <laughs> the last time I checked, Kaseya Center is nor is neither outside nor is it a retractable roof. Mm. It is simply inside and air-conditioned. Mm. And it's not as if Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett got off the bus, ran inside, and started playing immediately. They had been well acclimated to the air-conditioned surroundings of Kaseya Center for hours before tip-off Jalen Rose. What in the hell are you saying? I mean, there's shoot-around, there's the hotel that you're probably kicking it in that's air-conditioned, the cars, the limos that you're probably riding in, all very well air-conditioned. But somehow that South Florida sun, that South Florida sun has been the biggest home field, home court, home ice advantage. What is that? I don't – they're just reaching for stuff. What is that? They're reaching for reasons. Like, where do you think, Christian, that he started to think it and then he started to say it and then he started to panic, like, uh oh, I'm too far in? And he tried because there's a point where he starts he to stumble yeah. where I think he was like, oh my God, I'm crashing to earth right now. Let's hear it one more time. You may be able to pick out this moment, but again, this is not a joke. Jalen Rose, yes, that Jalen Rose from the Fab Five. Yes, that Jalen Rose, who you see on your television set on national TV, halftime. NBA on ABC, Heat, Knicks, halftime, Saturday, Knicks down 14, and Jalen, why are they down 14? Truce as well. We talk so much about the nightlife and joke about it in Miami, but also as a role, when you're the role team, you got to pay attention to that weather and that heat because oh, it causes your God. muscles to have a little endurance. Uh, 
It affects the endurance of your muscles. He's making stuff up. So if you notice, the Knicks in particular are making making shots in the paint, but they're missing shots outside of the paint, in particular from three. I mean, just absolutely making stuff up. And... The way the only reason in heat your muscles would tighten is if you're dehydrated and you'd start to cramp up. Take it from a runner, myself, it is much easier for your muscles to tighten up in the cold than it is in the heat. So even that, even his science doesn't make any sense. I mean, that is grasping unlike anything I've ever seen. Excuse making unlike anything I've ever seen. I, I expect better from uh from Jalen Rose. He he does like I'll give him this. He is the one that was a professional athlete. He is the one that has actually ex- experienced these environments. Maybe he played some games how in many Miami. NBA, how many NBA games did Jalen Rose play outdoors? I'm curious. <laughs> Maybe he should answer that question. Look, there, there, there's, I can't put it above him that he would just make this stuff up out of thin air. But what, what does he have to gain from saying that if he doesn't feel that there's some kind of validity to it? Because he's analyzing with hope. Yeah. I think someone took his point. A sentence before him, and he had to scramble for something to say. He was panicking. Yeah, he's like, "Oh I got, God, I need a new angle." Uh, Jalen, what do you think it, about this? Yeah. yeah, and he had to scramble find something out of thin air. And hey, then, also, I thought you were boycotting that show. Well, I didn't watch it in full. It was a clip that okay. fell into my lap. Okay, just making sure, making sure you're not. You know, I can't have you. You got to go cold turkey, man. I know you it still exists. <laughs> Relax. I know it still exists. All right. Uh, I just dabbled in it. Don't okay. worry. All right. Um. So, uh, Robert Sala, please tell me. Please tell me what you need to tell me. Um, yeah, it was dog. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> what was your contribution, Theo, to Dog Blake Monday here on Ken Levick Alive? Well, this one is easy to me. It was a, uh, and I wish I could play it, but the video sound won't really do it justice as to what you're actually watching. So I'll yeah. just describe it. I have this tweet in front of me here. It comes from the Lakers Warriors game. Okay. Uh, obviously, over the weekend, the Lakers two beat games the- to one Lakers in that series after a thirty-point win. Yeah, beat the dog crap out of yep. uh, the Golden State Warriors. Well, there's a Warriors fan, a grown man with a Steph Curry jersey on who inside of, what is it, Crypto.com Arena now? That, in LA, yes. In, in LA, yeah, because yeah. I know they changed it. Yep, yeah. Crypto.com. Okay, Probably so, not for too much longer. Right, I was about to say. <laughs> the way things are going. How much longer can that stand? Uh-huh. Let's just say the Los Angeles Lakers Arena. They're, again, grown man in a Steph Curry jersey, not just flexing, and and trying to you know do all of these weird emotes. He, he does the little points his fingers. Point, I've got the ice in my veins. Ice in my veins. He, he got did, that DNA, whatever. All of that, and then he reaches his right arm up to the sky, and he counts one, two, three, four, and waves the four around inside of the Lakers arena. I don't know. What, was this during the game? During this- the game, as the game is wrapping up, Warriors fan who they have one of the corniest fan bases in all of yeah. professional sports, especially the recent bandwagon fans that have jumped on. I'm sure this guy here might be a a, um, a, a long-timer. But counting to four mm-hmm. in an arena that has 17 <laughs> banners. Yeah. Counting to four in, in an arena that literally has 17 banners yeah. right above your head might be the most dog bleep thing I've, yeah. I've ever witnessed from a full-grown man in a Steph Curry jersey. Just just pure lame. Hey, Robert Sala, what, what, what do we call that? Um, yeah, it was dog Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, that is really silly. He had to have been drunk or he has problems. I will say both. And then also, I guess the Warriors' <laughs> performance itself was also dog bleep as well. So that's an yeah, honorary uh, mention. Uh, Coach Sala, please, on the Warriors' performance as well. Um, yeah, it was dog 
Uh, if you have a contribution to Dog Bleep Monday, what was the most Dog Bleep moment of the sports weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Kyle says, Leafs and Knicks fans. This weekend, they were the biggest Dog Bleep portion of the weekend. Kyle, here you um, go. Dog <laughs> Our friends at Five Reasons Sports, Ethan Skolnick and company, they contribute Jalen Rose. We're on the same page. <laughs> Let's go ahead and hit it one um, more time. Dog <laughs> Alex tweets in, the Leafs beating their goaltenders like they owed them money. Uh, so <laughs> the, Maple Leafs, the, the Maple Leafs goaltender, their starting goaltender last night, um, uh, I've, I have not seen anything like this before. Uh, so you've got Ilya Samsonov. He's in goal. This is the second period, and he has his defenseman crash into him. Suffers a shoulder injury, gets knocked out of the game, and he has an MRI scheduled for today. So a guy who's played 11 games in his NHL career, Wall has to come in and take over in goal for Toronto. At the end of the second period, there's a scramble in front of the net, and a Toronto player comes up, and with the edge of his stick, didn't mean it, but comes up and gashes this young goaltender right in the throat, in the exposed area between his helmet and his throat. And he goes flying back. And all of this happened within the same period. Uh. The Toronto Maple Leafs, not only are they getting their asses kicked by the Panthers, they are hurting their own goaltenders over and over and over again. Coach Sala, what does that mean? Um, it's dog. Yeah, it is not good. Not good at all. So who's uh, the third guy that had to come in? That's the question. Because they I was, had an emergency uh, goaltender, right, Christian? Yeah, they were, the emergency goaltender was on the phone and made his way to the locker room in case he needed to be used. Yeah, oh. he's like a member of their like equipment staff or yeah. their support staff. He, like he's that. their emergency, so he had to come in to their clubhouse and he needed to put on all the pads and all that stuff just in case. Are you aware just of how that works, Theo, the emergency goaltender? I'm guessing it's similar to like the uh, emergency quarterback. No, but in except NFL. this can be anyone. Can be, At least an like emergency me? quarterback is like a, a, player, a wide receiver player, or a yeah. player. Yeah. You know, you can take anybody. So the Chicago Blackhawks had an emergency goaltender have to come in like three years ago. He won a game for the Blackhawks, and by day he's like an accountant. Exactly. Yeah. So oftentimes they're sitting in the stands like a fan, but they know, like they know they're in the. They arena. know that they're the emergency. They know that, yeah, yeah. If two guys yeah. go down, I'm called up. Yeah. And it changes by city. Like you can go to a city and be like, "Hey, this guy played some minor league hockey. Let's call him up." And you'll have like that. A team will always call the same guy to be their emergency goaltender, but he has like a day job. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you just have a guy on your roster? Because you only have so many goal. guys on your roster. You, you know, can extend, use. extend the damn roster, NHL. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> no, it's because this is awesome. I love the, I, this. Is like what's some... great about the NHL is like the Panthers could call Christian. Yeah, they're like, hey, dude, could you be our number three just in case? Can I, how do you volunteer for that role? Well, I think having some hockey experience yeah. is probably helpful. In that. Okay, I got to learn how to skate. Yeah, I'll, I'll get in touch with the uh, Panthers. Well, Skating is only one part of the gig. <laughs> Actually, you don't have to skate it's, that it's much. Yeah, no part. I wear some street sneakers on the ice and yeah. get the pads on and <laughs> uh, get around uh, with that. Goalies don't skate. Do they skate a lot? They only when they bit. fight across the, yeah. uh, the other goalie. Yeah. Only when you need skates. So. Um, uh, Harry tweets in, the most dog bleep moment from the sports weekend is Tibbs' hair. It's an atrocity. Just shave it, Papa. Mm. Go ahead and give it to him. Now, what I will, um, I, I'll stand dog. up for Tibbs real quick. Because if you shave it all, Tibbs would look like, and I told this to Jeanette last week, he would look like a human egg. Yeah. And uh, the, the little hair he has is at least keeping him from looking like a human egg. 
So I almost feel like you got to keep it. Yeah, I would keep it or wear a cap. I would say if we're talking about people that need to shave their heads and I'm sick of seeing it, it's, it's going to be LeBron James. It's going to be LeBron James. I can't stand how many times on the aerial shot I have to look at this. This, <laughs> this. I mean, it's so obviously receding huge bald spot right on the top of the head of one of the greatest players of all time. When He, he looks good bald. Every single offseason he teases us with a bald look, bald with a big full beard. He can pull it off. But he still keeps holding on to hope of whatever the heck's going on, on top of his Give head. Give LeBron one, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's dog. That makes me laugh. Because imagine if somebody came up to you and was like, Your hair annoys me. <laughs> like, uh, I wa- I'm getting mad. Like, but dude, how do you think I feel? Me. It's my hair. Listen, yeah. though, listen, though, why do you think, Theo, I've been over the last year or so hitting hats hard? Oh, it's happening. I know. Like, look. It's coming. Oh, look, it's coming. Right? It's coming. So I don't want to be like Tiger. Yeah. I don't want to be like LeBron. I got I got hair on the edges. It's thick on the edges, thick on the sides, but on the top, on the top, we are thinning in a big way. So how do you make the decision? At what point would you ever do the ball? I think you could do the ball. You got you the think full I beard? Could, but, but I, I've got the beard. That's helpful. Yeah, it helps a lot. But I also I worry about the um my my head, my bald head. And then the size of my ears and how oh, that would ears. look. No, I don't think it's no. Nah, they man. don't stick out as much as they used to. Yeah. But I've got I'm like traumatized from being a kid. Oh, and all of the jokes. Yeah, 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 yep. yep. Um, and then the final entry here, and I know we got to get to break. We'll talk about this on the other side. The final entry here comes from NBC Sports Bay Area. This happened over the weekend. It would be an otherwise unremarkable A's Kansas City Royals broadcast, except for Glenn Kuyper, who regaled A's fans with tales of what him and broadcast partner Dallas Braden did during their trip to Kansas City. But then, catastrophe struck. We had a phenomenal day today. Nick League Museum and Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. Uh, Let's hear that one more time. If you can guess what the word is that he used in this clip. We had a phenomenal day today. Nick League Museum and Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. That's right. Uh, He called the Negro League Museum the N-word hard R. Hard R. League Museum. And it rolled off his tongue. It it just was, he, he, he slid right into it, didn't stop, kept going. Glenn Kuyper is in trouble. He's been suspended. Should, for saying that, an apologetic Glenn Kuyper lose his job? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, on Twitter, at KLV1063. Should Glenn Kuyper, Oakland A's play-by-play broadcaster, lose his job for saying this uh, over the weekend? We had a phenomenal day today. Nick League Museum and Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. I still can't believe it happened, and it happened 72 hours ago. Uh, He's uh. Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. From the Anajar yeah, and Levine yeah. Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. He's my boy, so it drives me crazy, but I know Dr. Goldhaber going to be pulling hard for the Knicks tonight in game four. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, ENT extraordinaire based out of Boynton Beach, been doing it for decades. Dr. Neil Goldhaber is my guy. Ear issues, nose issues, throat problems, snoring. 
He handles it all. He has a solution for you because as I keep telling you, why in the world would you would you sit there and allow your quality of life to be reduced because ah, this is just what happens when you get older. Oh, this is just the way it's always been. No, if you have ear problems, you have that that tinnitus. You've got the the nose issues, constant uh, congestion, your throat issues, your your tonsils are sore. You're constantly clearing your throat, snoring. Oh, that's just what I do. It's on my family. No, like stop. Improve your quality of life, and you can. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, all it takes is one logon online. GoldhaberSinus.com, GoldhaberSinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, GoldhaberSinus.com. That's Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Um, quickly before we get into Glenn Kuyper and the saga that is the Oakland A's broadcaster, uh, can we uh, can we get another uh, Dog Bleep Monday? Coach Sala here, if possible. A little Coach um, Sala. Yes. Dog uh, Route One Sports tweets in that my dog bleep moment of the weekend is F1 Miami prices for everything. And, I mean, it is – I've got actually – I found a, a photo of, that someone put out on social media from this weekend with the prices Theo, have you F1. Seen, have you seen this yet, Theo? No. This is one of the most incredible things – that I have seen. So, this menu, and it's got to be one of these VIP areas, right, Christian? I have no idea. I just saw the same picture you saw. But it's a menu. It's a watermelon and tomatillo salad, okay? Mm. All of these serve four people with arugula, goat cheese, mint, and blood orange dressing. At the F1, at the Miami Grand Prix this weekend, Hard Rock Stadium, $250. What? Main lobster rolls. Lemon aioli, Paragord truffle, brioche, frizzled potatoes, $450. How about fruit refresher? Fruit! Pink pineapple, watermelon, stone fruit, rambutan, kiwi, coconut, granita. $295 for fruit. $295 for fruit. Now, what about the warm part of their menu at the Miami Grand Prix? An empanada duo. $350 for Epignanas. What? No, they should be arrested. <laughs> Steamed buns. That's Korean. Barbecue shiitake. Pickled vegetables. Spicy mayonnaise. Lotus chips. Whatever those are. $300. Carne asana nachos. $275. Okay, how many nachos do I get for $275? They better be... Plated in gold. I better be able to take them home and put them on a piece of jewelry for that. $275 worth of nacho. By nature of the dish, you can't have a nacho that's worth that much. No, you can't. can't. It's so hard. The only thing that could make it that expensive is if you you had diamond-encrusted foie gras. On uh, on the top of it, it came with a gift card of some sort. On the yeah, side. I don't know, <laughs> a gift card for two hundred dollars. You shouldn't have to to re up your mortgage to buy carne asada tacos at the F one Miami Grand Prix. This is worse than when you guys went through the uh, Coachella prices. What was it? The uh, the two ice coffee fire oh, festival. Oh, Coachella. Coachella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah for, it was like sixty dollars for iced coffee and like a whatever the hell that was. That's, that's also. Let's think about the chefs. That's a lot of pressure on the chef because he's not the one that picked these prices. He's I, just making nachos. I'm telling you, I bet all that stuff's pre-made though. I because look at this. Here's my evidence, and I'll tweet this out there. This is from Peter McCormick, 
He tweeted out a picture of a Wagyu steak sandwich, $42, at the Miami Grand Prix. Look at the picture of it. That's a ham freaking sandwich, dude. That is. The steak is. That's a ham sandwich. Yeah, $42? For that. But they say Wagyu steak sandwich. That's not. I've seen Wagyu steak. It ain't that. That's That's ham. That's that's like um, lunch meat. Yeah. Kind of a long Oscar Mayer. But like Miami prices in general, I saw a $1,000 steak in Miami at some place. Yeah. And they came out like it was a wrestling entrance. They were slapping it and branding the uh, the raw meat. Like, like, I I don't know. I'm telling you, I get that rich people want to go to that thing. And I love, like, Formula One's interesting to me. And it's cool that there's that event down here. That thing yesterday could not have been more boring. (laughs) I mean, Max Verstappen wins every week. He ran it. He won it going away last year, won it going away this year. Yeah. It was boring. I was bored to tears by that Formula One race, that Miami Grand Prix yesterday. Just bored to tears. I find it completely juiceless now. Completely juiceless. You know who had the juice, though, in Miami, who was at F1? Kenny the Jet Smith. Oh, man. I don't know if you saw what TMZ yeah. caught of, of Kenny the Jet Smith uh. flying high on the beach. Yeah. I said, I, I didn't know you had it like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Kenny. Kenny. He had a little, you know, yeah. tenderoni with him. You know what I'm saying? I, I was uh, impressed. I was impressed. I, I thought they were going to use the picture on TNT. I thought they, they were going to bring had it up. To, they started to. They, they talked about it. They I talked about it, but they didn't use the picture. I think they wanted to protect the woman exactly. in, the, uh, yeah. in that equation. Hey, hey. I would protect her at all costs. Yeah, protect her at all costs. <laughs> you keep Agreed. protecting her. Yeah, uh, that's National right. treasure. Yeah. Damn right. Um, uh, Glenn Kuyper, Oakland A's broadcaster. Let's hear it one more time here, uh, Audible Assassin. Glenn Kuyper, NBC Sports Bay Area. This was a slip-up over the weekend, A's Royals broadcast. We had a phenomenal day today. Nick League Museum. And Arthur Bryant's barbecue. Says the N-word hard R trying to say Negro League Museum. Now, I'm going to be as careful as yes. I can possibly be to avoid a Glenn Kuyper situation. Yeah. Here, he's been suspended, okay? Has not yet been fired. There are a lot of people that are calling for his firing, and I understand that. And I completely get that. And I don't understand fully how you go from Negro Leagues to... N word hard R. Yeah, that's like tough. I, I just think that's a stretch to say. Oh, he he just said it clunkily. No, 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 no. He said the N word with a hard R. It's as clear as day. And then for him to not realize he said it, I don't know what's going on there. His broadcast partner Dallas Braden doesn't even react to it. Like, I don't understand how that happens. I, I, I excuse me for and stop me if I'm sounding. Uh, insensitive in this spot, but I spend a lot of time with a a predominantly black college basketball team at FAU, right? Yep. That word gets thrown around a lot. But not the even non, in that form. The non-hard R yeah. version of it gets thrown around a, a, a lot. And I have not once in my 17 years at FAU uh, been having a conversation with anybody or on a microphone and being like, oh, that was a close one. Yeah. Like, it just hasn't happened. I, and if it did happen, you would have a reaction to it. Right. I've, I've mispronounced things, if, and, yeah. and offensive things have come out of my mouth while I'm trying to say something else. That has happened, and that's why I'm trying to be sympathetic to Glenn Kuyper here. And I can understand both ends of this, but I don't get how you go from Negro, which I even have an uncomfortable time saying. Yeah. I only want to say it in the Negro League context. Right. I don't like saying that, how you go from Negro to N-word hard R. I just don't know how that happens. I think that's wh- how it happens. I think being uncomfortable but in saying Negro close. League, I think when you we're not practicing using those language, using that vernacular, 
I think that's how that happens by not actually saying it out loud I, multiple times when you're reading a paper and then you I think that's how it happens. I can tell you how it happens. I can tell you exactly how it happens. He uses the word that he used on TV at home or he's used it before or his bodies cuz it doesn't that, that crossed word my don't mind. Flow. Here here's the big like I use the N word. I'm a black dude. Mm-hmm. I use, I don't use the E R. Right. And if you're gonna, if the I don't ER know ever a black, I don't know a black person in my life who uses yeah. that version of the N word. You don't. It, it, it doesn't happen. It's not in pop culture. It's not in the songs. <laughs> I've only it's heard. Not, I've only heard that word um, uh, on YouTube in a viral video, yes. where then an old white dude at a restaurant gets knocked out and Django Unchained or Glenn Kiefer or, yes. or Glenn Kiefer or Glenn Kiefer. So that's the. My thing is, it just doesn't. It's 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 so. It's such a a jarring word. It's such a visceral. <laughs> it is word. one of those words where you hear it and immediately like, huh? Yeah, which like, makes Dallas Braden's non that was, uh, non reaction to it so crazy. That was weird too, because you look at his face and it's like you can't you can't really tell that something happened there that went wrong. So yes, was it a mistake? We it think had so. To, it, it, it had, had to be because nobody a, in their right mind is like, ah, well. Yeah. Put it out there, and there's a TV camera in front of him. Yeah, he's not going to just punt his career away on purpose. So was it a mistake? Yes. Does he deserve to lose his job over it? I, that ain't my call. I would say no. I wouldn't be out here calling for the man to be I'd fired. I lean towards no yeah. because I would like the same. I'd like to be afforded the same type of sympathy if I, unfortunately, were ever in that situation. But And that's why, again, the apology is going to be a big part of it. But also, like I, I still come into this with the understanding that that word – was not new to you. He's an older yeah. white man, yeah. and he said that word, and he kept rolling. That it, makes me it, think that there's been that has rolled off your tongue before. And to me, that that means so. If he does lose his job, I'm not sympathetic towards him because. And it just it crossed my mind that the only times like it's in your brain because you have recently said it. Yeah, and there's been a volume of you saying it. Like there's that, or his brain just malfunctioned. But this is a hard spot because. Anytime there's that word, but then, I mean, he, he said it in the the most, the, the version of the word that is the most, it meant to 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 cause the most pain, yeah. the most hurt. That's what came out of his mouth. And I don't, again, I, I can't understand how you go from Negro to that. It's hard. It's hard. And that's the same word that people here have, have, have been forced to hear moments before they lose their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's the, the it, pain of that word transcends just oh it's just the what like that's what they yell at lynchings right or just in general like it's just is he didn't even get half of and Negro you can't right. even yeah you can't and that's my thing is like I get it he wasn't trying to do it on purpose but the fact that it slipped out it just makes me feel like dude you it just use, makes you ask questions yeah you be, like something something's a little awry here Whew, boy I I don't uh, should should Glenn Kuyper A's broadcaster loses job. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Theo. I'm Ken. We're live on ESPN 106.3. Theo, stuff coming up at PBKC. That's right. The inaugural Moneymaker Tour kicks off May 10th through the 24th in the poker room at PBKC. Over $1 million in guarantees, 20 trophy events, $86 to $2,500 buy-ins, and poker legend Chris Moneymaker in the house. ESPN 106.3 will be broadcasting live this Wednesday for the kickoff, which includes the Moneymaker opening event Wednesday through Sunday. And May 18th through the 24th, more main events, over $500,000 guarantees. PBKC pbkennelclub.com. Theo's back tomorrow. Stone's back tomorrow. For Theo and Christian, I'm Ken. Bye-bye.